0: KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd, more at candlewoodartsfestival.org. Good morning, I'm Matt Hoffman in for Annika Colbert. It's Thursday, March 24th. A new agency will soon power thousands of homes in San Diego. More on that next, but first let's do the headlines. San Diego County is no longer requiring new hires to be vaccinated for COVID-19. The move announced yesterday also removes a requirement for the unvaccinated to be tested weekly. In a letter to employees, county officials say they made the decision based on declines in COVID hospitalizations and deaths. Health leaders have said that cases are still too high for our region. The changes are expected to take effect starting April 4th. Governor Gavin Newsom has a plan to counter rising gas prices. It starts with a $400 rebate for registered vehicles owned by Californians.
1: That would be capped at two cars. That direct relief will address the issue that we all are struggling to address, and that's the issue of gas prices, not only here in our state, but of course all across this country. This direct relief is on top of the $10-plus billion that we have distributed over the last year with the Golden State Stimulus.
0: The governor's $11 billion proposal also includes pausing a portion of the sales tax rate on diesel fuel and suspending the inflationary adjustment on the gas and diesel taxes. He also wants to offer free public transportation for the next three months. The proposal has yet to be approved by the state legislature. If it passes there, payments could start going out to San Diegans in July. For many students across the country, this weekend is the beginning of spring break. It's a time when thousands come to San Diego, and this year, lifeguards say warmer weather has already led to more people at the beaches. In the coming days, lifeguards expect to see more visitors. Today, they're reminding residents and tourists to enjoy the beaches in a safe and responsible way. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news that you need. Thousands of San Diegans will soon be getting electricity from a new government agency. KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen has more
2: on what to watch out for on your energy bills. San Diego Community Power is a partnership between six cities plus the county government aimed at speeding up the transition to renewable energy. Over the next two months, the agency's customer base will grow more than tenfold as it enrolls homes in Encinitas, Chula Vista, and San Diego. Cody Hooven is SDCP's chief operating officer. She says bills will look mostly the same, except for the line item for electricity generation. And that piece that we control, our rates are about 2% cheaper um, this year, but they're also um, about 19% cleaner. So that power is 50% renewable power. Customers can compare rates and boost their home's electricity to 100% renewable on the agency's website. Andrew Bowen, KPBS News.
0: The pandemic has caused a shift at many workplaces, with some employees leaving for other jobs. That includes San Diego law enforcement officers, some of which are saying they're leaving because of COVID mandates. But KPBS reporter Kitty Alvarado says that's not the only reason.
3: Deputy Darnell Calhoun is just starting his shift. He's one of Riverside County Sheriff's Department's new hires.
1: Welcome to Riverside County Sheriff's Department. Appreciate it, man.
3: And while he's just meeting some of his colleagues for the first time, he's no rookie. He comes with three years of experience in law enforcement from a department that's considered top-notch, the San Diego Police Department.
4: And I'm glad that I can be here and be a part of the community. Morale feels really good here. Um, Morale in San Diego, yeah, it it was touch and go.
3: He says he loved his colleagues in San Diego and already knew the city well. Then things started to change.
4: And a lot of people started to leave due to a lot of the vaccination status stuff that I won't really get into. So it took a hard hit on my station.
3: Calhoun is vaccinated himself, but he left SDPD for several reasons, including low morale and an increasing workload. And that, he says, is a problem when you're doing an already dangerous job.
4: You know, you take one call at a time. And yeah, it's it's rough. That's not something I wish on, on anyone.
3: Sergeant Jared Wilson is the president of the San Diego Police Officers Association.
2: There is essentially unlimited overtime for officers to work right now, but they're burnt out and we go a lot of positions that are unfilled.
3: He says the force should have 2,000 officers, but they're down to just 1,700 available for patrol, thanks to a combination of factors including retirements and resignations to take other jobs.
2: Our officers are hot commodities. Between 2006 In 2021, the San Diego Police Department hired and lost 2,400 officers and recruits.
3: He says this is having an impact on crime. So far this year, homicide rates are up 80% over last year.
2: I've never seen homicide rates skyrocket this quickly, this fast, in just the first two months of this year. Certainly not in my 15 years as a police officer.
3: And response times are getting longer.
2: A priority one call, which is something like a burglary in progress, a violent attack in progress, an assault, an assault. a fight in progress those response times are in excess of 30 minutes to get a police officer to you i feel very
0: very bad for the other agencies
3: that's riverside county sheriff chad bianco he says his department is reaping the rewards of officers leaving large city forces like sdpd He says last year they hired fewer than 20 officers from other departments, and this year there's already more than 60 in some stage of the hiring process. Nearly 20 of them are from San Diego County agencies, already trained and ready to hit the streets.
0: We are just overwhelmed at the level of experience and training that we're getting. Uh, We have SWAT team members, we have canines that are coming over, we have uh, aviation uh, people that are coming over.
3: The Riverside County Sheriff's Department does not mandate vaccines, but Bianco says the background checks are still rigorous and he won't hire officers with a history of disciplinary issues. But so far, the ones applying are as good as they get.
0: So far, we that's thats all we are finding. We are finding stellar employees from these other agencies that are leaving simply because of the vaccine mandate at their agency, and, uh, and we're... Quite frankly, we're just, we're getting a huge reward.
3: Calhoun says he's glad to work closer to home and not have to commute 90 minutes one way. But he says San Diego could have done more to keep officers in its ranks.
4: Obviously, if you bump everyone's pay up a little bit more, if you uh, pay into their retirement a little bit more, things like that, that would go a long way as well.
3: Union President Jared Wilson hopes a more competitive contract will stop the hemorrhaging and attract good officers.
2: This isn't just about the vaccine mandates. That is the number one thing that pushed people out the door. We also have vaccinated officers leaving now because they're underpaid and they're overworked.
3: Kitty Alvarado, KPBS News.
0: Nine new miles of carpool lanes are officially open for southbound cars on Interstate 5 in North County. The new lanes stretch from Palomar Airport Road up in Carlsbad to Loma San Fe Drive in Solana Beach. Just last month, new lanes were opened on the northbound side. Caltrans Regional Director Alan Cossip says even drivers in the general purpose lanes saw a benefit.
5: We were seeing upwards of five-minute time savings over those nine miles compared to you know, a few weeks earlier.
0: More carpool lanes are in the works. Next year Caltrans plans to open four additional miles that will run from Palomar Airport Road to State Route 78. Coming up, one local university is putting scholarship money behind esports competitors. More on that just after the break. It's one of the last remaining large pieces of open land along the I-5 corridor, and now it's being put back into its natural state. KPBS reporter John Carroll has more on the restoration of the San Dieguito Lagoon.
4: It's easy to miss speeding by on Interstate 5, but just to the east of the Del Mar Racetrack and Fairgrounds sits the 87-acre San Dieguito Lagoon. For years, it was used as agricultural land, but now it's being restored to natural wetlands and habitat. The project is a joint venture between Caltrans, Sandag, and the San Diego River Park. It's to offset the effects of the new HOV lanes between Solana Beach and Carlsbad. Shauna Anderson is with the San Dieguito River Park group that oversees the lagoon.
3: It is a, the dream to restore the habitat back to what it was um, decades ago, uh, tidal wetlands that op- open to the tides and provide habitat and recreational opportunities.
4: The $87 million project is being paid for by SANDAG and Caltrans. It should be finished by mid 2024. John Carroll, KPBS News.
0: This week's Supreme Court confirmation hearings in Washington have provided history lessons in real time for local students. KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez got some reaction from local high school seniors.
5: High Tech High International is a public charter school known for its open-concept classrooms and open-minded students who are opinionated, too. Seniors in a civics class on campus in Liberty Station tuned in to watch Supreme Court nominee Ketanji Brown Jackson make history. 17-year-old Nick Noh supports
2: her. She is great representing people of color, women, and marginalized communities because of her history with being a public defender. Students
5: listened closely to the types of questions asked of Judge Jackson and the senators who asked them. Many of the high-tech high seniors will be eligible to vote in the
0: next election. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. Rising gas prices are forcing parents who rely on carpools to pay more. KPBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne says parents with limited school transportation in Oceanside are feeling the increases.
3: Every morning, Natalie Sanchez drives four teens to Caesar Chavez Middle School in Oceanside. That's because the district doesn't provide bus transportation, and many of the parents work early. But rising gas prices are forcing some carpoolers to charge families more for rides. I've heard of a family paying up to $400 a month for her um, children to be carpooled. Sanchez says many families can't afford the higher fee, and their children are left walking several miles to and from school or taking the city bus. But parents with younger children, some that attend different schools, don't have that choice. In a statement, Oceanside School District said they only provide transportation to students in special education services, foster students, or students experiencing homelessness. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News.
0: Playing college sports might not always mean working up a sweat. At UC San Diego, their computer gaming team has a new home on campus and $200,000 in scholarship money. KPBS science and technology reporter Thomas Fudge has more on the growing presence of esports on campus.
5: Rows of computer screens and padded high-back chairs mark the space where the UC San Diego esports team comes to train and compete. One person we met there on a weekday morning was varsity esports gamer Sam Dusen, who goes by the name Lava Blue. He was playing a game of Rocket League with his twin brother. Imagine rocket-propelled cars playing soccer. He was asked if esports is really a sport.
2: Definitely yes. There's practice. There's team
5: commitment. There's you have to put in the work just like anything else. The esports team at UC San Diego was founded about three years ago. The director of eSports, Chris Gribano, says the team has hit a lot of milestones lately, like winning first place in January in the game League of Legends at the University of California eSports initiative.
3: League of Legends is a, they call it a MOBA, it's a uh, massive online battle arena. And so in that game there are five people on each team controlling different champions with different abilities for the common goal of destroying the enemy team's nexus.
5: There are about 100 students involved in the esports program at UCSD. They opened a new headquarters, the Triton Esports Center, on campus this month. And Recreation Department Associate Director Liz Henry says that's not all. Just this year, the administration put some serious
2: cash into recruiting talent. Our chancellor uh, committed $200,000 to esports scholarships which is huge and the students got to see that and it's really pushing this momentum and support for these students not only to be academically successful but to award them for their passion.
5: Everybody's got a story about that passion. Sam Ibervich, her gamer name is Sam I Am, is the president of Triton Gaming, which existed prior to the Esports team on campus.
2: I would always look over my brother's shoulder when um, he played video games as a kid. My parents bought him a PlayStation back in the day. And I like strangely
5: became more interested in it than he was. And everybody's got a nickname. Josh Chow is the president of the Esports team. He turns around to show the gamer tag on the back of his shirt.
0: It's Lolo. <laughs> and honestly, I just came up with it on a whim back in third grade, and it's just stuck ever since. Esports may be a sport in
5: fact, but it's still not official. At UCSD, the team is governed by recreation, not the athletic department. In fact, Gribano says the NCAA has shied away from embracing esports for a particular reason.
3: They've decided that with the way that esports is generally played, and those types of students that generally come from it, typically speaking, the highest individuals in collegiate esports have already gone pro. In the NCAA, that is actually not allowed to have a professional athlete on your team.
5: You see, esports is a big industry. Last year, revenues exceeded a billion dollars, according to esportsresults.com. All this becomes clear when you look at the names of the companies on the wall of the Triton Esports Center that helped sponsor the UCSD team. Names like Turtle Beach, Rockette, and Zowie. Chow is a biology major, and he's not a top gamer. Even so, he says his future might be in esports, which, like all industries, relies on a lot of professions.
2: Graphic designers, photographers, but also video producers, even people on the partnership
5: side who talk directly with companies to establish the contracts. Next up, for UCSD Esports, the university will host their annual gaming convention, the Triton Gaming Expo, on May 29th. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News.
0: That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at KPBS.org. I'm Matt Hoffman. Thanks so much for joining us. We're just one day away from Friday. We'll catch you tomorrow.